2: Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560.
3: All right, it is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. One hour left. Any questions you've got, get them in. We'll get them answered for you. 303-477-5600. Five six zero zero. Appreciate everybody's called in today. Had a lot of great questions and comments. So anything else you've got for us, please let us know. And and Larry will always remind me of this. Things always build up as we're getting ready to go off air as we get closer to one o'clock. So you know, call now and we can make sure we get everybody in and you know, not to say you can't call it, you know, ten till but it never fails. We get a load of calls right before we get ready to go off air and I try to get everybody answered, but I don't get the time that I'd like to have at that time because everybody's sort of rushing in before we end the show at 1 o'clock. So if you've got a question, let us know now.
4: We've got all those beautiful open lines right now.
3: So call. We'll fill them up. 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. We left that last hour really kind of talking about, you know, what do you do to the truck? It just jams everything up to the point where the canyon, you know, commerce, really, Colorado commerce is shut down there's a long drive around i mean the reason they put that canyon through and did what they did was to help speed that process up because for the longest time even when i was a kid i 70 didn't i mean you went through but it was a two-lane road and it was a disaster and it was even worse than it is now well until we've got to the point now that people are driving too fast truck drivers are driving too fast i should say and that you know involves collisions and crashes and Rollovers and you know, there's been pictures where the semis, you know, over the top of the bridge and you name it. It just, it just creates a disaster and it really does affect commerce. I just put somebody on hold, by the way. Hang tight, Larry. I'll get your call here in just one minute, so hang tight. But you know, again, how do you patrol that? How do you slow that down? Uh, honestly, uh, without just education and or policing, I don't know how else you're going to get things slowed down there. So those of you that I put on hold, Larry, I'll be right with you. Hang tight, Mark and Wiggins. You're next. Go ahead, Mark.
5: Oh, hey, good morning, guys. Uh, been listening to your show and, uh, a question because you guys were talking about, uh, suspension parts. I've got this 91 Suburban that I bought and I've been wanting to fix up for a tow vehicle, but my wife hates driving the thing. And so I've been, uh, getting a shop to, to tighten the, the steering up. So they, um, you know, had the steering box rebuilt, uh, put new tie rods in and, The steering feels better, but the suspension feels not so great. So I had, you know, new tires put on, the shocks upgraded to heavy-duty shocks. It has a sway bar on the front, but it does not have a sway bar on the back. And so I've tried, you know, several different uh, vendors to try to order one, and it never gets – I never get it. It doesn't Uh, need it
3: either, by the way. Doesn't need a rig. Don't spend. Don't waste your money on that. You don't need it.
4: No. How many miles you got on this thing, and what year is it? Uh, ninety one.
5: It's a ninety ninety one with one hundred and sixty one thousand on it.
4: Okay. <clears throat> what are the springs like?
5: Probably original.
4: Mm, they might need. What What's the problem with the ride? Is it the ride? The way it steers? Does it? Wandered. It just
5: feels like it has a little bit too much roll in the body. Um, they were
4: prone
3: for that. That was, that was kind of yeah. normal even, even when they were new, Mark, on a half ton, unless you bought a three-quarter ton with the heavier suspension. The half tons kind of had that habit. The only way to really fix that is with a, uh, and I don't know what shocks you put on it, the Bilsteins were one of the better shocks back then mm-hmm. to actually do to kind of keep some of that body roll out of it, make sure that all the bushings in front are good and tight. Yep. You can do new springs. It'll stiffen everything up. It will help with the roll, but it does stiffen the ride up, which you know, sort of hurts what you wanted to do back then with that vehicle because most people wanted more of a cushy ride. Uh, but that was kind of yeah. a common problem those had. Sway yep. bar in the back, and I, I wouldn't waste my money on it. I would, I would rather see you put in a... A good solid, you know, shock absorber, and again, choices are either do like a Bilstein full gas shock or the Rancho nine thousands that you can adjust and change how you want that resistance to be front to back, even.
5: Okay, yeah, because I think I put on, uh, I mean, the, the shocks that I got from Napa were the cheapos, and then it started floating, and it felt dangerous to yeah. drive, so I took those off immediately. And said, you know, I went with the heavy duties, and I don't know, you know, exactly which ones they they sold me. Uh, but they were nearly twice the price. Put those on, and it rides better, but it's not enough for my wife to want to drive it. Correct. Um, and so what I thought was, um, you know, I, I tried, you know, towing our camper just a little bit, and it was squatting pretty bad. So I was curious if Hairbags. in lieu of... No, uh, put, air, just, put airbags in the back. That'll help bag. the squatting.
3: Yeah.
5: Yep. Okay, so the airbags would be okay, but will that help with the body roll?
3: Um, if you put a little bit of pressure in them, even when it's empty, it'll help a little bit with the body roll. Keep in mind, a lot of that roll is coming out of the front end, and it's just a long yeah. vehicle.
4: What What kind of tires oh. have you got on it?
5: Oh, uh, well, I guess I could walk out there and look at them um
3: they're, they're probably 16s they're used on those they were used typically 245 uh 16s is what those came with but you could change that out as well probably a six ply tire also
4: yeah you could it's, you could possibly uh, go up on the tire ply yeah go to a 10 ply go to an e-range
5: a pathfinder ht i'm not familiar
3: with that And what size uh, 235, 75, 15. Oh, there's a fifth. Sorry. Yes, that's a 91 has 15s. Okay. That's correct.
4: What? Yeah, what's, what's the sorry. load range on those?
3: Those, those on a 15 so, will only be a six ply.
4: Yeah. You could you could probably bump it up to a load range E. That'll help you with your towing. Okay. Uh, and it might help with your roll, too, a little if you bit. Can,
3: I doubt, I don't know if you'll find 15s anymore for that, though. You might. That'll be tough, Mark.
4: Yeah, you might have to oh, change. Yeah. You may okay. have to change so wheels. Go to a sixteen, 16 to yeah. actually get
3: that done because the 15s are tough.
4: Yeah.
5: Okay. So maybe some e-rate tires and some airbags on the back might help. Yes.
3: Yeah. Okay. Cool. And, and don't so throw I, uh, those are those have probably got rally wheels on them now. The original five lo- or six lug lo- rally <laughs> wheels, right?
5: Yeah. The mm. the steel with the rings on them. Which you, I, if you I ever want to get rid
3: of those, you just call me and I'll buy them from you. No, I don't. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> you can't find them anymore is why I said that. Yeah, they're cool. <laughs> uh, those are Yeah, do not get rid of those, Mark. I'm serious. If you change wheels and go to a 16 or something, just hang on to the wheels because yep. they're worth money.
5: Got it, got it. One other question on this vehicle. So um, I, I thought about making it a sleeper, but when I got a quote from a guy uh, years ago, I think it, he wanted to put like a 6.2 in it with a... With a six-speed transmission, he wanted around twenty-one thousand, and my wife said, "You only paid two thousand dollars for the truck. Are you yeah. nuts?"
3: Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. spend the money on that. And actually, the truck's so, worth uh, more money just the way it is.
5: Right. Well, it, it started developing a knock about two years ago, and I just kept driving it ever since. Uh, so I thought, you know, I'll just keep going until it blows up, and then I'll replace it. Well, it hasn't blown up yet. Um, so I wasn't sure if I should upgrade it, which will require, you know, all new intake I and wouldn't. exhaust type of stuff. Or I just wouldn't. swap it with a, a Jasper and yeah. call it a day.
3: Just put a, yep. just, yeah. You could even have them put, like, RV cam or something in it from Jasper and go that route is what yeah. I would do.
5: Got it. Perfect. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One, one other thing. Sure. You guys were talking about the, the color car. Yes. Our favorite color of car. And so I, I, I didn't special order it, but it was already kind of on the way when when COVID hit, I've always wanted a WRX since, what, 2002 Mm, when it came out or whatever. And so I had the STI for a while, and it was too much. It was just rattling my eyeballs out of my brain. Um, And so I I sold that, and I since bought this 2020 Ice Silver Metallic. And I always wanted an Ice Silver Metallic because it just looks like it's going really fast when it's parked.
4: That that's a nice color. I do like that color. Yep.
5: And so I got the uh the black wheels and then I I got uh, uh dark tint to match the wheels, so it looks really really pr- pretty cool.
3: Good. Good. Thanks guys, great show. Okay. You're very you. welcome, Mark. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for uh calling in as always and Joe and Loveland, let's go to you. Joe, go ahead.
6: Afternoon gentlemen. Hello oh, Joe. I, I- I heeded your call and called in right away. Nice. Good job. job. <laughs> 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 I've got two questions working on a 97 Tahoe.
3: Okay.
6: First quick transmission question. Uh, the fluid in that, it calls for a Dexron 3 and everything that they talk about these days. Uh, you can't walk, go in and buy Dexron 3
4: anymore. You have, no. It's a sick. Go with Dexx. Dex.
6: 6 yep. Good job?
4: Yeah, go with dex You'll be fine.
6: Okay, that's what I thought. And the, and the synthetic is it better? Uh, it's that a, much better than uh, than conventional.
4: It lubricates better. It cools down quicker. Everything. It's it's the it's one of the better fluids okay. out there right now.
6: And and that vehicle, it's a four L sixty E in Won't that, hurt uh,
4: transmission. It.
6: Thirty thousand miles ish. Should you be changing, or what yes, was the uh, interval?
4: I would do it thirty thousand miles. Okay, And do a complete right. and, and do filter flush flat? and filter and complete fluid exchange.
6: Oh, okay, so the filter also.
4: Yeah. Okay. I uh,
6: Every time I've ever done one uh, on this particular vehicle, and I do it every 30,000, it appears as though the filter, it doesn't have anything in it. It's not clogged or anything. That's good. I've often thought... Of. Do they really do anything? Uh, so I thought, well, maybe I don't even need to replace the filter.
4: When the fluid starts breaking down, it makes varnish, and the varnish will go in there and coat the fibers, the, the huh. fibers, and it tends to start restricting the filter. Okay. So that's why I that recommend, recommend replacing the filter.
6: Okay, okay, we will do. i getting ready to do that. Other question I have is the fuel pump in that beast. I have a, I want to put an AC Delco in. Uh, I've got an EP386. I know that won't come to mind immediately for you guys, but I have one from a previous project that did not get used. It's brand new. The vehicle, it calls for an EP381, both of these being AC Delco products. They look absolutely identical. you, you, You hold them next to one another, length, width. Everything on them is identical. Uh, I'm thinking, well, why shouldn't I just go ahead and use this uh, the 386 that I already have as opposed to the 381? Uh, is it, it impeller inside? I mean, one gonna push maybe push more pressure than the other one, or um, and they're they're both for this style vehicle. The, the 386 is like from '95 earlier.
3: I, I wouldn't uh, use that pump. Period, because I'd put a whole module in that vehicle. I would not yeah. put a pump only in it, period.
6: Oh,
3: okay, so not just the pump. Nope, no, I would do a whole complete assembly. Module. You will have problems putting just a pump in no matter what it is. Yep. Use that oh, for really? some okay. other project on down the road or whatever, but put a whole module in it. Put the module in it. Yep, okay. put a complete and module right in it. I'm
6: told that it came initially with a Delphi. Uh,
3: yes, and yep. Most likely, so stick, yes. Stick stick with stick that.
6: with the Delphi?
3: Yes. Is AT Delphi gonna be the same thing? Yes. Okay, so I either or. Is that right? Uh it's one and the same essentially, uh, yes. Yeah.
4: It's GM and magic- Delco. Yeah, and yeah they're, they're, the they're GM gonna, supplier. they're gonna
3: use the Delphi unit, the the Delco should. Now Delco has some non- uh, GM-type stuff in their line as well. So you kind of have to watch for that. So make sure that it is a, you know, a Delphi or the equivalent of pump.
4: Normally it says in oh. the description on the... Correct. I, I mean, I'd buy it from Napa, so okay. I yeah. wouldn't buy
3: it anywhere else. I'd buy the Delphi from Napa.
6: Delphi at Napa, okay. All right, well, that's pretty much what I wanted to find out. Today. And, and again, and Napa and other
3: companies will sell you a... You know, just a pump alone, but i i would not do a I would not do a pump only. Nope. Exactly. I, I would buy because I've done. Go ahead.
6: I've done stuff from the mid or early '90s and stuff, just pumps, and they came out and went in pretty pretty
3: easily. And so I'm looking it up I, right now. Like, Napa has the Delphi replacement pump for that vehicle, so just use that one. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time. You're very welcome, Joe. Appreciate that. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Jim and Morton, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
1: At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years, probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, Southern Wyoming, and Western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts.
7: You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium, while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303 662 That's 303
1: What's in
8: a name? For Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the name perfectly describes the -the state-of-the-art veterinary medical facility that we trust. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and for over 20 years, trust is why we have chosen Lone Tree Vet for all of our pets' medical needs. They provide a wide variety of medical and surgical services and utilize state-of-the-art methods, protocols, and technology. Whether your pet needs medical, dental, or surgical care, you can trust the medical team at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. We all know that making the decision for our pets to have a medical or surgical procedure is not always an easy one, but at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they understand the hesitation and anxiety that accompany leaving a pet for any type of procedure. Whether it's a spay or neuter surgery, a laparoscopic surgery, or a complex orthopedic surgery, the professional team at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is dedicated to making your pet feel comfortable and special. If your pet needs medical care, call 303 708 8050 today. That's 303 708 8050. And for more information, visit them online at lone treebet.com.
3: All right, we are back. Drive radio KLZ 560. Jim in, let's see, no, who's the longest? Morton. Morton, you've been holding the longest. Go ahead, Morton.
9: Yeah, guys. I've got a 02 Chrysler Concorde, and on the uh, left side coming out of the transaxle, I'm sorry, out on the right side coming out of the transaxle, it's got uh, a stub shaft that goes in that CV joint, Yeah. and it feels loose, and where I, when I first noticed it, you could put the car in neutral on a pretty steep incline and let it roll, and it got a jerky feeling. And so, kind of got under there, and noticed it, and that that whole CV joint and everything was loose, coming out of there, and the stub shaft's loose. But and it's a little wet, like maybe it's leaked a little bit.
4: Yeah, it's but, probably got a worn uh, final drive in it.
9: Is that is that a uh, is that serviceable from the outside? Because I noticed it has a ring of bolts about the size of a three-pound coffee can, and then another ring of bolts about the size of a one-pound coffee can around
4: it. You can serve this, service it, but you're going to end up having to pull it out to do it. How many be miles well, you got on this thing?
9: Uh, just about 100,000.
4: Yeah. Uh, you're going to end up having to pull the unit out to replace that uh, final drive if you can find one. That's going to be I- the hard part.
9: I just happened to notice on there, it actually has a tag on there that says it uses eighty ninety weight.
3: In the final drive, probably does, actually. That if Because it's, it's a separate yeah. diff, so yeah, that would use eighty yeah. ninety. yes.
4: There was a seal between them. Yeah,
3: yeah.
9: Hmm. I mean, it seemed odd to me because I never had to even, I don't imagine anybody had even checked it.
4: Yeah. But, no, it's... Uh, prob- probably haven't. Yeah. They, yeah. They were really bad about wearing that final drive uh, out in that stub shaft. Rides in that final drive, and that's what supports the stub shaft. And, and they they it, just is that wore a bearing? out
3: it's just the bearing itself, like a roller there's, bearing.
4: Or there's there's bearing? no bearing in it. It's just
3: not like a bushing, almost. It's in not it even a bushing. It's, it's, it's nothing.
4: It's just steel on yeah. steel. Hmm. They and were they were sloppy to begin with.
9: with guess what I found odd to me was it never leaked anything and if you get over 20 miles an hour you'd never know it
4: yeah no I would, that wouldn't surprise me on that
9: yeah it's just once you get over 15 20 miles an hour just as smooth as mm-hmm. it never was
4: sure but, yep yeah It's going
3: fast enough it smooths out
8: yep
9: but so eventually that's just going to it's going to give
4: at some point yes
9: Okay. My other quick question was uh, a 2016 Impala, and when it's, it's, the, uh, it's the fleet model, it's uh, actually the 9C1 police package. Mm-hmm. It has what, uh, well, I can't, can't listen to the AM radio on Saturdays. I can't listen to you guys when I'm driving it. I have to be stopped. It has almost like a spark that comes through the, the radio. And when you and I only notice it audible without the radio, when I get almost stopped and am I'm in new I'm in park and it's just sitting idling after it's warm.
3: Okay, could be it could, probably, it could have some yeah. spark loss or some spark leakage. Yeah, it probably does very
4: easily
9: and and if you pick and and at first i thought maybe it was a lifter or something to do with the variable valve timing or something like that but no. because i notice it in the in the am radio i'm thinking you know it's got to be electrical
4: yeah it could very well could be how many miles you got on it
9: uh, i've had it about a year and it's only got 40,000 miles on it so i've only put about it got 28,000 when i got it and I didn't notice it quite so much the first month or two I had it, but uh, you know the last ten months I've had it, I've noticed it more, more so. But it's never got any worse, and I only notice it once the engine's warmed up to uh, the operating temperature.
4: Yeah, it could be the boots on that that are leaking, on that. Or party. wires, There's or wired, whatever. Who knows? Uh, sounds ignition though.
9: Is that
3: a
10: uh, is that a coil over system? Uh, 2016, yes, yes, it should
3: be. Yeah. Okay. Which so it it, which be... that's either got coil on or short little wire. I can't remember on that one. Okay. When you yeah, look I at agree. it, you, when you look at the engine, can you? Tell. Does it, is it just it have coil? coil packs? Yeah, just coil right on top. The valve cover does have really short wires. Some of those had little short wires.
9: Mm, I didn't pull all the plastic off the.
3: Seat. Okay, all right.
9: <laughs> I didn't You've got some spark leakage
3: some places. Most likely, what's going on?
9: It and it's real. You know, it's it's more of that really sharp, yeah, spark tick than mm-hmm. it is a than it is a lifter.
4: You could you could replace the spark plugs and the boots on that. With good dielectric grease, and you probably you probably get rid of it. Be my guess.
9: Okay. Well, I'll have to I'll have to poke around on a little bit and see what I come up with. Go uh,
4: with AC AC Delco, and I
3: think I I think it's got short wires. But again, I don't quote me because I haven't looked at one of those in in a while. So don't quote me on that. But I think it's got short little wires.
4: That could very well be.
3: I think they're, you know, not very long just at all. Just a coil and yeah, then wire? Just, yeah, just real short, I think. Which if it's, because okay. usually coil, the reason I say is usually a coil on doesn't have much spark leak to affect the radio, because you've got to have substantial yeah. spark leak to affect the radio is why I'm saying that.
9: Yeah, I can just, you know, I can hear that in the radio, you know, sure. and I haven't heard that for, years. you know, <laughs> 40 years right. in cars. Right, right. Yep. Oh, so, that's what had me a little more concerned.
3: During the break, I'll spend a little time looking it up, but I think it's got little wires on it, but anyways.
9: Yep. Okay. All righty. Well, I appreciate it, guys.
10: You're very okay. welcome.
3: Thank you. And right. Jim and Jr. will have you come up next. We've got one line open, 303-477-5600. Be
8: right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference.
1: At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes... And every NAPA part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 NAPA auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NAPAonline.com for a location nearest you. NAPA. Get the good stuff.
11: Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a three-two-one buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913 with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month or less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720 500
3: Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? All right, we are back. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Thanks for joining us, Jim at Fort Collins. You're next.
0: Yeah, I was telling the guys that I just bought a, a used Class C motorhome. With it's on a uh, Ford F, or what they call it, an E450. and uh, I didn't really get much for service records. I've serviced the engine. I've even changed the differential. Oil, figure nobody ever does. I was wondering about the transmission. It uh, it shifts really nice. The oil seems to be fine. No burn smell. Got good color. Uh, but I I haven't had a Ford for years. So I just wondered about that transmission.
4: What year is it? It's a
0: it, it's a, it's a ninety nine with the V ten engine.
4: Okay. Yeah, I would uh, I would probably change that transmission fluid in there
0: well i've had i've had people say that if it's working you better leave it alone they're wrong but you don't
3: i love those people well if the car if the engine's working well then why change oil that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard jim
0: uh (laughs) the
4: the big thing on that Uh, is is that you know it's always well i changed fluid and now i got a problem
3: you were going to have one you were, anyways. You were
4: going to have a problem anyway because it was just waiting to show up. And well, I'd ra- on a motorhome, I'd rather find the problem now after, than on the road after a service. That's right. Than on the road,
0: right, yeah,
4: and creating a problem well, for heard, you.
0: I've heard too that if, a flush sometimes can loosen all the nope. and cause problems
4: no. Nope. You not so change the
0: oil and filter, huh?
4: I would do a complete filter and fluid flush on it and use the Ford fluid, and you'll be fine.
0: Okay. How many right. miles has it got on it? 61,000.
4: Yeah, you should be good.
0: Appreciate the information, guys. You
4: are okay. very welcome,
3: Jim. Thank you, and I just hate that analogy. If it's working good, leave it alone. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, the engine's working good today, so don't change oil. Okay, how where's that going to end, Jeff? You know, how's that going to work out for you? It's not. junior you're next. Go ahead. A beautiful day. I'm glad Jeff Kitty's on again.
4: Oh, well, thank you. Him.
3: Yeah, Mr. Kitty, right? Yeah,
4: <laughs> Mr. Sure. Kitty, you, yes. You, Mr. Kitty was my dad.
12: Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Kitty. <laughs> now you're now you're a grandpa, right?
4: Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, you're the-
12: yeah, I have, a, I have two questions. Uh I always change my oil at 5000 miles. I got this 2016 Honda Odyssey. It has a, a, a oil percentage light. Yeah. Uh, how do those things work? How do they do they analyze the oil or is it time wise or what?
4: On that one, I got to be honest with you, I don't know whether it's a reactive sensor or whether it's no op- I think it's all Uh, programmed in with an algorithm
3: based upon your miles-driven, you know, throttle position comes into play, so on and so forth, but it's not... They don't read the oil, JR.
12: Okay, so I just ignore that and just do every five... I
3: would do just what I... I, Even on my 2020 Colorado that has an oil monitor on it, I go off of my standards, not what it says.
12: Okay. Now, Jeff was talking about uh, dialectic grease, okay? Is... is there any difference between that and silicone uh, lube? Is it a diff- big difference?
3: Yes, <laughs> huge difference. <laughs> yeah, silicone <laughs> lube is conductive. Dielectric yep. grease is not.
4: Dielectric doesn't conduct. Correct.
12: And they call that grease or lube or just grease? Okay, it's,
4: dielectric grease. Yeah, it's okay, basically they use it ahead. for heat transfer and they use it for uh, keeping keeping <laughs> electrics. Sp- it's non-conductive,
3: so yeah. you use it under modules. You use it. Uh, I mean, they'll they'll use it even in the computer industry for things. Jr. Yeah. It's just where you want lubrication with no conductivity. That's what you use yeah. it for.
12: Well, and let's say you're 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 putting a spark plug into a, the boot. There, is it okay to get get that on on the little bit. The, you uh, much, a yeah, bit?
3: You don't need much. It's a teeny bit. Yeah, you just all. need enough to slide to, the boot on. Yeah, you don't just need put much. The silicone. On it. Don't j- use silicone. No silicone,
4: dielectric.
3: No,
12: no dielectric, but on this silicone boot.
3: Yeah, or you could put a little. Like ti- you you can put a little bit on the tip of the plug and slide the boot on that way as well. Yeah, either way it works.
13: Okay, all right. Thanks a lot.
12: Jay. You're very mm-hmm. welcome,
3: Jr. Thanks Have for the thanks for the phone call. Have a great day, Mickey. You're next. Go ahead, Mickey.
13: Thanks, guys. Good afternoon. Favorite car color is a royal metallic blue
3: yeah not bad at yeah. all i would ag- i wouldn't uh i wouldn't uh argue with that one
13: anyway the guy with the fifteen hundred with the bouncy rear
3: hmm well I'm the whole the thing's it's ma- not just rear it's the whole thing is squishy
13: well uh if he might want to try a roadmaster active suspension
3: yeah those weren't bad I used to do some of those back in the day i honestly mickey that was I'm never a huge fan of those they were in my opinion way overpriced for what you end up getting. Uh, yeah, i never yeah, sold yeah. many of those
13: yeah i think they're overpriced myself by double
3: yeah but. i i i man, i did some of those in fact i'd have some people that would you know want to do that um you know not not out of my you know better uh uh better uh, advice i guess you could say but they'd want to have it and I, did. I i'll just be honest i thought it was way overpriced for what you ended up getting when it was all said and done
13: Okay, well, uh, just a suggestion.
3: But and do they, st- you know, I, dumb question? Are they still selling those things?
13: Yep, uh, about six hundred bucks, and they fit from nineteen ninety to two thousand twenty
3: one. Okay. Yeah, and for everybody listening, what they do is kind of a coil over. Uh, refresh my memory, Mickey. But it's kind of a coil over thing that actually goes on the spring, and it's sort of like a, a helper, but not. Am I saying that right? Kind of helps the spring with with some of its.
13: Um, well, that's why it's active, because until you start to load it up, it doesn't come into effect.
3: Right. Similar to an airbag, in a way.
13: Without the bounce.
3: Without the bounce, ba- yeah. Well, you know, on the same tone, you do an airbag right? I've never noticed much. You get the right shock combo with an airbag, they don't bounce either.
13: Uh, well, I've tried the Roadmaster, and I, I really liked it, but...
3: Yeah, that I again. I, I my only complaint with them is I just thought they were way overpriced. Yeah, for what you got.
13: Well, it, he's he's been trying lots of other stuff. So.
3: No, that's an no that, I mean, that's he, a that's an option. So if you're uh, that was Mark. Mark, if you're still listening, yeah, that's an option.
13: Because uh, the if you look at the reviews from different trailer places, nobody has anything bad to say about them.
3: No, just price. price. Yeah, no, okay. you're right. Thank you, guys. You betcha, Mickey. Appreciate okay. it very much. Uh, Bill in Denver, you're next. Go ahead, Bill.
14: Yeah, I've got a 2019 Tacoma and uh, with the V6. I'm going down off of Eisenhower uh, West, and uh, when I put on the brakes at that high speed, I get the shimmy in the front end. Uh,
3: I guess my rotors are warped. Is that is that about it? They don't warp. They get hot spots that make the pad grab that will make it feel like they're warped. But essentially what's happening is the pad is gripping one part of the rotor and then not the next, and then that part and not the next, and it vibrates because of that. But it's sort of a misconception. Everybody, even inside the industry, say, oh, yeah, your rotors are warped. Well, they would maybe get a little bit warped, but essentially what happens is you get hard spots in it just like a flywheel would.
4: Yep.
14: And then then
3: a clutch chatters. It's the same thing that's happening.
14: Should I be using downshifting the transmission? Yes. Uh,
3: Yes. Okay. And trying to avoid, you know, those are underbraked anyways, as you know. So anything you can do to keep that pedal from being pushed in, brake pedal being pushed in, going down the mountain. And if you're going to do it, here's another piece of advice. Do it hard, quickly, and then off of it. Hard, quickly, and off. The worst thing you can do on brakes is just let them ride. That's what heats them up.
14: No, I got it. I Yeah, I just touched them, but it, uh, you know, get off, hit it, and then get let it go, and then hit it and let it go. Right. Okay. Uh, I've only got 11,000 miles on that thing. It's 2019. I've had it for four years. Do I need to change the power steering fluid? No. No.
3: Not for a very uh, long time with that kind of miles.
14: Yeah. Uh, same with the transmission? Well, yeah, I guess that's...
3: That so yeah, that. that one again because it's really kind of a quote-unquote sealed unit as far as that goes. Yep. You're not bothering anything with letting it sit. So you're it's not like the engine where it can build some condensation, and things like that. It's a little different on the engine. I'd still do an annual oil change even with that low of miles, but you're a ways off from doing anything on the transmission.
14: And and the differentials?
3: Same. Same. Let let it let it ride.
14: It'll let it ride. Okay, so I've got a 03 Lexus RX 300, 155,000. In the last six years, I've probably put, or five years, I've put 6,000 miles on it. Okay. Uh, more or less. Anyhow, power steering fluid, uh, I changed it about, it's probably been eight years. Uh, so it doesn't have a lot of miles, but is it still okay to
3: change that? Uh that was the second. And that how many mi- sorry, how many miles are on it? On the O3? 100, 155. And did you ever change it? Yeah, I think I've changed it twice. Yeah. You could do it again. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what the intervals are. If you could tell me exact intervals, I'd tell you whether it needs changed or not given you don't drive it much now.
14: Yeah, I forgot to look that
3: up. And and, and um, on that one, given that you don't drive it a whole lot, think, probably the first thing I would do would be a, a, just a fluid test. Pull the stick, yeah. put it on a white paper towel or a white sheet of paper. What color does it look like? If it's still nice and pink and doesn't smell, call it good and keep driving it the little bit you do. Okay, that's on the transmission. Yep. Now, now if you pull pilot, it and it's uh-huh. a little bit brown and kind of stinks a little bit, then I would service it.
14: Yeah. Okay, so probably do the transmission. And I, I know it's been done a couple of times and then the power steering about the same.
3: Uh you know when you're driving driving it so little, I don't know that I'd do a ton to it.
14: Yeah. Yeah, it's well maybe I maybe it's
3: it was interesting. Well it doesn't matter. Okay, hey, good information. I appreciate your help. You're very welcome, Bill. And uh and, and by the way, again, this, that's very unique to Bill. He's not driving the car. That O three is really sort of just sitting in a lot of ways. It's a second card. Yeah, if everything is up to speed and the fluid levels are full and everything smells good and you've done some of the, you know, we, we had back in the day used to have little white plastic cards that we would put fluid in to kind of determine colors and so on. You can do the same thing with a white sheet of paper. You can really tell a lot by what that color, you know, that fluid color discoloration is, I should say, the fluid color is, whether it's discolored or not. If it's nice and pink and doesn't smell bad, yeah. I, I'd leave it alone and use it as your spare car and save the money if it were me. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? Pretty much no, the same. I, you're not driving it that much to worry about. I mean, it.
4: it's exactly. not a daily driver. So. Exactly. You're not putting 18,000 miles on, probably. Correct. So, again, you we'll know, be it's back. A backup vehicle.
3: So. Yeah, exactly. Backup vehicle. Again, we'll be back. We've got lines open 303 477 One segment left. Drive radio KLZ 560.
1: At NAPA, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every NAPA part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 NAPA auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NAPAonline.com for a location nearest you. NAPA. Get the good stuff.
15: You listen to drive radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the Mobile Estate Planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ.
1: Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what?
3: All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Myself, Jeff Kitty, Larry Unger, of course, answering calls today, and Charlie Grimes, which we want to thank a lot for doing so. We still have time for a few more calls. If you want to call in now, 303-477-5600. Fred, though, you're next. Go ahead, Fred.
16: Hi. Um, Question, I guess, for Jeff. I've got a 2004 runner. Okay. And the uh, check engine light has come on. It's got a 770 uh, which is like a solenoid thing. I've had it diagnosed twice and brought in <laughs> once to repair, and they replaced that part, and uh, still through the code, and now it's starting to stink a little bit.
4: Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's a typical case of something else going on that's causing the code. Uh what's going on with the unit? Is it not shifting right? Is it what's
16: it? Uh, so far it's been shifting fine. Um it, it, unfortunately after I had it repaired I went on a long drive to New Mexico and back and uh, uh when I would slow down on the highway then the uh uh engine or the transmission temperature light came on, but then it would go back off again when I'd start you know, putting the gas on a bit.
4: Okay. And that could be a that could be a trans um, a converter clutch code if I'm not mistaken on that and you could have a converter clutch that's either a valve or a bushing or something like that that's going bad how many miles have you got on this
16: it's done pretty well without any problems to uh, three hundred
4: and seventy six thousand yeah you got you got a you got a component that's given up on it be my guess. I'm going to guess probably something in the torque converter. Okay. I'm, I'm guessing uh, it's a lockup clutch. Uh, do
16: you still have your shop? Can I bring it up to you?
4: No, I. Do. I wish I did have my shop. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, any
3: any recommendations?
4: Uh, you're in Castle Rock. Uh, Extreme Auto Repair.
3: Yeah, they're in Parker. They can do it for you. They can
4: help you out.
16: Okay. Yeah, and I, you know. Frankly, with something this significant, I don't care how long I have to drive. Just, I just want to get it done. Forever. I'll take care of you. Yeah. Talk to
4: Sean.
3: Yep. Okay. Okay.
16: Very good. Appreciate it. All right, okay. Fred.
3: Thank you very much. We appreciate the phone call. Jeff in Weld County, you're next. Go ahead, Jeff.
16: Hey,
9: John. I just had a question. But I, yeah. I hear you running the commercials about for Novus. Yes. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, you're saying... Fort Collins and Sterling. Fort Collins and
3: Sterling are still a part of what we're doing here, advertising and so on. Um, yes, so it's Sterling and, okay. and uh, Fort Collins.
9: I, I, yeah, I was just curious. I knew that they had opened a shop in Longmont. I didn't know if they were
6: affiliated or not.
3: They used to be. That was so. That shop got sold about a I don't know. I want to say a year or so ago.
9: Okay. Okay,
3: that was my only question. You're very welcome, Jeff. No, go see Chris up in Fort Collins if you're in Weld County, and he'll take great care of you. Paul in Castle Rock, you're next. Go ahead, Paul.
10: Hi, uh, John. Thanks for taking my call. I have a uh, 2017 Toyota Tacoma, and I've got a sensor that's coming on and and doing the beeping noise, just like as if your seatbelt was was, uh, engaged. But... I've taken it to discount tire. My Now, my sensor, my tire sensor light is on, but I, I took it to discount tire, and I want, I was wondering if any of the TPMS sensors were causing that beeping, no. and they said that, that it was not. No. I took it to the dealer, and they analyzed it a little bit, and I wasn't going to spend $500. Uh, I think they charged me like 150 bucks for uh, just quick look at it, and, and I wasn't going to take it back because it could easily run up to five hundred dollars so uh it only beeps when the car is in motion what could that be
3: it doesn't think a seat belt is hooked up or something you've got a seat belt sensor or something along those lines that's because there's nothing else that beeps when it's in in motion other than it's telling you that you know either it thinks that it thinks that there's a passenger that doesn't have a belt on or you don't have a belt on is any of the seat belt warning lights on the dash on no, just the tire,
10: just the uh, tire uh, light uh, is the only thing that's so on. So the
3: TPMS light is on?
10: Uh, well, just the tire, you know, when your tire goes, gets low or gets
3: flat. Yeah, yeah.
10: It's that, that little... Yeah, that the little tire indicator,
3: indicator the, the, low, the low pressure indicator light is on? Yeah, and, and I,
10: again, it only beeps when the car is in motion.
3: Sure. Well, I guess, dumb question, if they've looked mm-hmm. at the pressures and everything, why is the light on?
10: I don't know. I would
3: fix that first before you do anything else. Yeah.
10: Okay. I switched out the tires. Although when it started was I took it to a. I thought when I bought the car I I just got a regular key for it and I thought that it would. I could get a remote for the key, but apparently this model doesn't come with a remote. But so he plugged in his his uh, computer into it, and that's when it started when it started so i took it back to the key guy and he said no he didn't do anything that would set that off so it's a quandary what it could be
3: sounds like you've got several things that have happened and are going on first things first though you've got to figure out why the tpms light is on and get it shut off
4: yep okay
10: so what would i do just Go just take it to a tire place and have them put all No, take it in. to a
3: shop that you're down in Castle Rock. Go to Extreme Auto Repair. Tell Sean your whole story of everything that's happened. He's got the ability to plug into that and find out exactly what's going on. Toyotas, when you do something with the tire sensors, will have to be reprogrammed so that it knows where each sensor is. If things have been messed with it needs to know where things are now so that it can understand what's going on with each corner and the pressures of, and then get the light off, and then let's see what happens with the noise. And it could be your spare tire. That, too. Okay.
10: All right. Okay. Okay. Extreme Auto down in Castle Rock. I I haven't heard of them, but I'll find
3: them. Extreme Auto Repair, they're on our website, uh, and I can get you a phone number as well. They're down in Parker, so they're not too far From you, and uh, again, they're on the website, drive-radio.com, as is all of our other uh, partners as well. But extremes phone number is 303-841-1071, and just tell Sean you were talking to me on Saturday, and he'll take great care of you, Paul.
10: Okay, I'll do that. Thank you.
3: You're very welcome. Yeah, that's, that's one, too, folks, where you could tell we're going through the stages of everything that's happened, and... I still don't know that I fully understand the whole calendar of events. And this is really – I'll spend a minute here. This is very important. Anytime we've got a problem, and this is very important to the person that's trying to fix the vehicle, and it's where providers need to have really good, solid, critical thinking skills because they need to be asking the same questions I asked, which I will say that not every facility has that ability because they don't have people there With that ability, but what we're trying to do is get back to the very root cause of okay. From the day you bought the vehicle forward, give me an accounting, you know, month by month, as to what you've done and what's happened on the vehicle, because then we can go backwards and try to determine okay with each one of these events that has happened in the past, what happened after. Where we then can kind of get, it's sort of like being an investigator on uh, on a murder case, if you would. Okay, what happened that led up to where we are today? Because if we can't figure out what those previous things were, we may not be able to get the vehicle fixed. And or the more we know those calendar of events, the easier it is for us to determine what the cause now is. And by the way, you save money in the end. Yeah. So the more history we get in the timeline of not just the history, but when in that history did these things take place so we can then organize it.
4: And you know the the bad part is and I don't know how many times this happened to us. Guy comes in I got a transmission vibration.
3: Okay, what else has happened?
4: Okay invariably i'll hop in the vehicle and it's got an engine miss
3: right it's not a vibration you
4: put it in gear and it just shakes like a dog
3: correct correct so anyways keep track of those things that's why we've said for years keep a little journal if you need to especially on hard to fix things but if you have a journal where you can keep track of what's happened when where and how anyways jeff thanks for joining us today larry unger of course answering calls charlie grimes sportsman of colorado is coming up next by the way so stay tuned for that as well. And enjoy the rest of your weekend, folks. If you're listening to a replay of this show, thank you so much. You can always text us questions at 307-200-8222. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
2: Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com, email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.